This week's episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast is brought to you by Distilled Experiences. Distilled Experiences, Travel Kentucky. everybody to another episode of this is my bourbon podcast i'm your host perry this week we have some very very special guests one of my favorite shows right now the hosts of bourbon and blondes abby and elena welcome to the podcast my goodness i'm so excited to have you guys <laughs> thanks for having we us we are super excited you're one of your favorites i feel so honored oh my gosh yeah so that's high I, praise <laughs> We'll talk about it a little bit, um, you know, throughout the show too. But like, you you all sent me a message right around the time that you got your your show started, and I was like, "What is what is Bourbon and Blondes?" And then I listened to an episode, and I was just like immediately hooked. Yes, and, I love hearing that. <laughs> and what what was so cool about it too is that you guys, you know, set out with this idea to cater to female bourbon drinkers or, or, or women kind of in general. But then mm-hmm. like I, I started feeling like there was a message for everybody. And not only was that, you know, so cool about what you were doing um, <laughs> with, with your show, but just with this kind of general, general idea of the bourbon community. And so I just got excited about it and everything. And I was like, we, we got to, you know, do something together. And so naturally it was like, let's do a podcast together. So here we I are. Mean, why not? Right. <laughs> We're super, super excited to be here. After all of the tech problems, it's fun. <laughs> we, we can't really do flying blind because you guys are in St. Louis and I'm all the way in Lexington. So yes. um, we'll just kind of talk about wh- what we're drinking right now. So what are you guys sipping on? Um, well, I am drinking the delicious Four Roses single barrel. Um, Heck yes. Got a little sample guy, so you know it's the right size. I'm not going to overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> we started late, so. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have had like three, but at this point we're good. Um, so that's what I'm drinking, you know, tried and true. It's delicious. I am drinking um, Old Forester Mint Julep. I picked, Interesting. Yeah, so I picked it up. Uh, I went to not the Derby, but the um, Churchill Downs when I was in Louisville a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I don't know. It feels. I think it's about a month and a half ago. It feels like it was last week, but I've lost track of time <laughs> in life. It's hard to tell what even day it is. Right <laughs> I was now. like, "What year is it again?" Um, but yeah, I, feel I, that. I I had it um, as a cocktail um, at the races. And, um, the woman told me, she's like, oh yeah, old Forrester makes this. So I picked up a bottle while I was there because they do not sell it in St. Louis. And it's kind of like sweet. And I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like it's like a dessert at the end of the night. (laughs) (laughs) An alcoholic dessert. The one that bourbon dessert. (laughs) One puts you to sleep a little bit easier. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So when you had it at the, at, at Churchill, was it actually like a, uh, a, a crafted cocktail like do they make it in front of you where they just kind of pouring it from the old forester bottle yeah so i actually asked her because i was like oh this is a, a really good mix like i feel like it's a good even mix because you know when you have sometimes especially from places like that um 
it will it won't taste heavy on the alcohol and i was like this actually is pretty good what do you mix in she's like oh no it's actually all old forester so they made it she told me i don't know, I haven't fact checked this but she said they made it for <laughs> the derby that old forester <laughs> made it specifically for the derby so it's just like a pour on ice situation so like um, bottled cocktail yeah it's like a bottled cocktail so it's a yeah, mint julep. Right. it's all in it's all in one so they they had it all in one at the at a uh, churchill I've had the one from Makers before, and I haven't had Old Forester yet, so I'll have to I'll have to try that. I've I she, she I haven't had it either, but she told me that she's tried both of them, and uh, I don't know if she's an aficio- aficionado or not of the bourbon world, but she said she definitely liked the Old Forester ten times better than the Makers one. So <laughs> All right, one opinion. Enough. So <laughs> we'll have to try it. <laughs> She probably drinks it a lot, though. So, I mean, you got to trust it to some level. She gave me so much free glassware. She was either really tanked behind the... Like, I came back with, like, 80 glasses. She just kept, you know, because you get a free glass with, like, every single thing you purchase. But she's like, oh, come back, honey. I'll give you more glassware. What do you want? Giving me mule cups, giving me shot glasses. You needed, like, a bucket of cups to walk out of there. She gave me one of those plastic sleeves from the plastic cups that she just stacked. Them. I was like, all right, lady, thank you. Oh, <laughs> perks of being ridiculous. You get free stuff. You lost half of them, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yes. They've, Fine. they've, a lot of stuff yeah. in my house has legs. So, <laughs> socks, <laughs> walks away. alcohol bottles, all sorts of things. Well, that just might be me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am drinking uh, Jim Beam Bottled and Bond. Uh, this is from the older release style bottle. They rebranded. Um, a couple nice. years ago, I think. Um, and it honestly, I, I, I don't like being this way, but it's not quite been the same since, but this old style bottle of a uh, Jim Beam bonded has been really, really good. And something that we've talked about a lot on the podcast. And actually I have a little, I have a little honey hole in Lexington where I know I can get a few more of these. So <laughs> there you go. You got to have your spots that you go to. I got, I've got like, you know, where I'm going for my deals and I've got where I'm going for the people that are holding bottles for me and everything. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like we need to be friends with you like in Lexington and on some level because our, our sources here are limited because it's not Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. We actually had a friend of mine that told me um, about a place across the river in Illinois that they sell them for kind of a higher markup, but I guess one of the owners of like a small shop, he just gets a bunch of rare stuff in and it's kind of in the middle of nowhere um, right. in Illinois. And he's like, you got to go in there sometimes. So the that's east on our side. Yeah. It's on the east side. Yeah. So it's on our, <laughs> it's on our list to go over and try and peep the scene. So I, I want to, this kind of reminded me of something too, that um, I, it, it's been a weird coincidence recently. So I work for, work with uh, a a tour company called Distilled Experiences. And over the past three weeks, well, past three weekends, rather, I have had multiple groups of folks from Missouri. Oh, really? really? It's like each weekend. It's been a new group from Missouri. It's so weird. Well, no one's as cool as us, but... (laughs) Missourians yeah, are Yeah, amen to that. I mean, you guys need to come and like hang out with me and do a tour and everything. One day. One day. Yeah. So, but one one of the things that I've, you know, been able to talk about recently and 
it's been a sore spot, of course, but you know how poorly our Cardinals did during the oh no, <laughs> the World you State. had to bring that up. I huh? know. I mean, I- can we can we coax it over by talking about how well the Blues did, though? <laughs> <laughs> That's been everybody's response: is that yeah, the Cardinals sucked, but they the Blues did. St- they were okay this year, which is I'm funny like, because Elena doesn't even really like follow sports at all. But the fact that she just made that joke. <laughs> That's exactly how sports in St. Louis are going. I have high level knowledge that I can crack a joke once in a while. That's that's my sports knowledge and and my politics knowledge, although we probably won't get into that. But no, don't like one one article a week. If you talk about anything outside of that, I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> All right, oh, fair enough. God. Fair enough. Anyway, yeah. So it, it's just been really fun for me recently to see, kind of specifically the the St. Louis or the Missouri aspect of interest in bourbon, and mm-hmm. you guys kind of fold in. Not kind of, you definitely fold into that as well. And so we, we'll talk about that later on with the episode too. But. And I think we kind of might have touched this, touched on this a little bit, but you know, I got to ask you guys because it's crucial to the episode. What have you been drinking recently? Oh God! Uh, well, <laughs> I good was answer. just in I was just <laughs> in Ireland start? for eight days uh, for my Whoa. birthday. Yeah, I'm like two weeks back, still kind of you know fighting the jet lag situation. I sound a little sick right now, so it's like a cute thing. Um, (laughs) so I've actually been kind of like on an Irish whiskey kick and it's not really bourbon. It's, I mean, they age it in bourbon barrels, which kind of gives it that sweeter flavor, but I don't know, like some, like Jameson has their Middleton line that I've been drinking a lot of. Uh, I don't, I mean, my tried and true is anything out of old Forester. 1920s, like my go-to, like if I'm at a bar, that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's kind of like a weird answer, but we 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 just did an episode on. Uh, I have it right here, actually. My my bar is close by since we moved downstairs. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, up. for everybody who doesn't know, we had some uh, technical difficulties beforehand, but uh, some we're all, we're is like the now. understatement <laughs> of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so we did we did an episode um, last week on this broken barrel, and I, I and I mean we I I drink a lot in all types but this was like a very pleasant surprise this week especially yeah it's out of california we were not expecting this at all yes we got um three samples of it and it's how do you pronounce it the mizanara mizanara um it's like supposed to be a japanese style it's a four-year uh indiana corn and uh five-year kentucky corn based yeah yeah and it's um it's good. It was. I mean, it it was smooth as hell. It was very, very good. I don't know anything about that product. I mean, honestly, like aside from your episode, this is the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah. Well, when they reached out to us, we we're like, oh, because that's like basically infused spirits is where they branched off from. So they put the fruit in the bottle of vodka. So like when you buy the bottle of it, it's still in there. And then they started dabbling in whiskey. So they buy like aged whiskey. So it's Asian barrels. Some of it's bourbon. Um, And then what they do is they age it for like a couple more months to a year with staves from broken, like they break barrels and they put the staves inside of the whiskey and they age it for like six months in a steel tank. So it's like got a different taste and I mean, 
the Amontillado one is so they it's like basically like a wine cask, but instead of oh, finishing okay. it in a wine cask, they put the staves. They like break out like the barrel and they put the staves inside and they age it with yeah, the that, staves inside. Yeah, me and her favorite was this Isle of Pete. So it's kind of their take on a really smoky um, whiskey, oh, okay. like a scotch. But yeah. I mean, that's what we've been drinking. Uh, just like the weird stuff that people like come out of the woodwork and like, hey, have you tried this? And we're like, no. And they're like, oh, we'll send you samples. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That one was, I mean, probably what I drank over the weekend. And um, I also really like this cocktail called, I think it's called Part-Time Lover. And it's... Um, <laughs> 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 Welcome to Bourbon and Blondes. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, but it's uh it's bourbon. It's gonna be so a very I, like E rated episode. <laughs> I that's, mean that's sometimes. probably why our podcast is, is E rated all the time between my cursing and weird odd oddball comments. But um, it's it's um I put Woodford in it or um what else? Yeah, that's I think what I put in it over the weekend was Woodford. Um, a little bit of like the tequila. I think they say, um, sweet or what is it? Um, it's like the, no, it's the tequila mix. Um, so. Oh, like what you put in margarita? Yeah. And then I think it's St. Germain and some bitters. What the heck is this cocktail? It is so good. Part-time lover. I mean, it's weird, right? I'm going to send you (laughs) a link, but. I, I Googled it because <laughs> Tyler's the one who told me about it. And oh my God, I, I was like, or he made it. And I was like, damn, this is good. So yeah, here we are. That was the other one I had this weekend. <laughs> so basically, literally what we drink is constantly changing. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why this segment is so much fun because, you know, we get to talk about what's, you know, maybe we're not drinking bourbon all the time or, you know, the different ways that we're drinking bourbon and everything and, uh, what's funny is that like, I, you know, during this, this time of year and I don't talk about it a whole lot on the podcast, but I get really excited about Oktoberfest beers. Do and you? So yeah, no. Okay. And, and, um, it, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that Yingling was finally released in Kentucky yeah. and their Oktoberfest is one of my favorites. I've never and had it. Oh, it's so good. I love oh Yingling. Like, I love it. But you can't get it here. Yeah. Because Yingling, AB, period? Yeah, it's not west of the Mississippi. Like, of if AB. I drove into Illinois, maybe. But that's like a 30-minute commitment. <laughs> I'm not in. So right. it's like, I don't, I can't, you can't get it here. Yeah, who who sells that? Who's Literally that? no one west of no, the Mississippi. No, I was going to say, I think it was an issue with selling it over here because it wasn't an AB product because AB uh, Anheuser-Busch is located oh, okay. over here in St. Louis. Yeah, they ruin everything. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, we right. actually have a ton of microbreweries, and so... Schlafly's Oktoberfest is so good. Yeah, I was Oh my gosh, say, yes it is. You've yeah. had it? Yes, I have. No, they sell it in Kentucky. It's, okay. a, it's a hometown beer. Yeah, no, and, and so when, when I was kind of starting to like beer and everything, I had the Schlafly Pale Ale. Okay. Oh my gosh, not the IPA. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it's just called their pale ale. Yeah, yeah. They might have rebranded it since then, but th- that was one of the best beers I've ever had at that time. And I don't think I've actually had it since then. Really? Goodness gracious, it was so good. They have a uh, stout that's aged in uh, whiskey barrels. Their coffee mm. stout is, is it their coffee stout? Because their coffee uh, yeah. stout is mm-hmm. freaking delicious. Probably one of my favorite coffee stouts. I didn't know that they had a, a whiskey aged yeah, beer. almost every microbrewery, like smaller brewery, not AB, has 
a stout or some type of beer that's aged in a whiskey barrel mm. or bourbon barrel. It's crazy. It's so good. We have so many microbreweries here. It's like, it's crazy. I mean, there's one town. popping up every other year. I mean, I, if I was to guess at least 20 mm-hmm. here. Goodness crazy. gracious. Yeah, it, it feels like it's kind of the same way in Lexington, but I mean, maybe not to that extent anymore, mm-hmm. but they've certainly like really, really caught on in probably the past five to 10 years. It's kind of but, fun. Hey, I'll just wanted to stop in real quick and talk to you about our sponsor for the week. That is Distilled Experiences. It is a company that I work with. Uh, they're right out of Lexington, Kentucky. It is owned and operated by the man himself, Nate Taylor, uh, who has actually been on this show before uh, and has a huge passion not just for uh, the bourbon industry but for Kentucky in and of itself. Uh, the company itself takes you around from different distilleries and shows you what it is that makes Kentucky bourbon so special and so fantastic. If you would like to hop on one of those tours, there are two available for the public throughout the week on Friday and Saturday. Uh, for a 10% discount, you can use the code my bourbon podcast at distilledexperiences.com. And that is something that is exclusive, of course, to you, the listeners of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. And you might just have the opportunity to have good old Pear Bear as your tour guide. So you might just want to, you know, go and do that. This offer is exclusively available through distilledexperiences.com. So if you are interested in that, please head over there to do that. Uh, They do have really, really cool things that are happening after the first of the year. One of the biggest things, of course, is going to be international trips uh, headed over to Ireland and Scotland. So that's going to be a really, really fun experience. Uh, If you want to find out more about that, please, please, please uh, let us know. We would be happy to direct you to find out how you can get more information about those trips. Once again, thank you so much to Distilled Experiences for being our sponsor of the show. We're going to drop right back into the episode, so enjoy the rest of the show. So, I guess that's what we've been drinking recently. <laughs> I, I figured that we would do something kind of in the style of uh, of Bourbon and Blondes, and I wanted to give you all uh, a word. Oh, no, like I love you all it. Do. I love it. Okay. <laughs> And it, it was something that um, I I talked about a little bit on our 100th episode. Okay. But I figured that it, it was kind of fun to to have this conversation on two kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing this for two years now. You guys have been doing this for two months. Well. Three months? You've been oh, you've been doing it for like six, six or months. seven, right? Or no, well five, no, I guess. Five went will be live November on July eleventh. Gosh, has that been it? October, yeah, November. So not even we released our first four episodes months. on July eleventh. So that's that's why it feels like you've been doing it for longer than you have because you dumped everything on the yeah. We cheated a little <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> With all of our technical issues, it does feel like six months. Yeah, right. <laughs> it probably has been six months. Okay, so two years to four months. Right, it's um, fine. <laughs> I, I figured it was kind of important to talk about perseverance. Ooh, it's a yeah. good word. Okay. And like you know, I I have 
had the 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 really good fortune to in enjoy working with something that I have loved so much over the past couple of years and and for 101 episodes and now with this 102 but what does perseverance mean to you guys mm. see i'm I'm totally taking a, a, a page out of your all's playbook with with this no one, that's good we like this i yeah. like it puts us on the spot which we're not used to we're usually actually prepared <laughs> <laughs> kind of well i'm not only this <laughs> i am i am very like obsessed about like researching the word finding articles that like go with the word like kind of thought then I listen to podcast about the word to like kind of come up with <laughs> clips of different ideas and then yeah um but no per- I guess perseverance for me the first thought is to continue onward despite challenges diversity issues um the true definition of the word yeah <laughs> Webster himself like re- said <laughs> like I read the dictionary as a kid <laughs> He was a dude. He was a real person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But I guess uh, for me, I think of, I I mean, all the different things that we struggle with. I mean, just think of before we even started, like an audience. Like, I remember doing our first podcast and we're like talking to people. But we podcast. don't think there's nobody there. <laughs> there's nobody, like we don't yeah, even right. have an audience. We haven't published anything yet. Like we don't even know if one person's gonna listen. So it's like if you're listening, it feels like a, like the aliens movie or whatever. If you're out there, tell us. <laughs> but like you keep recording, right? Like you keep moving on. You keep recording. You keep telling yeah. your story and talking about it, and you eventually find people to listen, like you. And now we're here. And I do listen. <laughs> and it's like you never I th- I think we've talked about this in, in um episodes before but it's like you never find your people, you never find common ground, you never find f- like friendships if you don't like put yourself out there and be vulnerable and like go against the grain and go you know you can be entitled weird or too opinionated or you know too much this or too much that um you know yeah. which we both have. And it's like, you know, you don't never know who your people are. And not everyone's going to be your people and is to continue to persevere. And despite like people shit talking or somebody saying, well, that's not good. Or taking it as advice, you know, depending on the person. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> there's always, there's always, always that, that one, opinion. There's always that one person that's like, mm, I don't know if we should trust your opinion. But yeah. Oh, perseverance. God, I kind of hate this word a little. Why? Because it feels like every time I turn around, like every week, it's another obstacle. It's like, oh, well, at work this happened. Or, oh, guess what? You popped your tire. Now you have to deal with a flat tire. It's like constantly something. It's like the in the face of adversity. And, you know, it's every time it happens, every time you have to persevere through something that just sucks it's always not fun like it's the worst yeah every time you do that you prove to yourself how much stronger you are as a person and i that's to me that's the biggest lesson i get out of it like perseverance is perseverance like you really have no choice like you gotta buckle up and get through it but then on the other side once you've persevered and you've conquered it you're like wow I'm awesome. Like I just did that. I did it without help. I did it with help. I made this move in my career. Like there's so many things and it's just like taking that minute on the other side of it to like sit there and say, Oh wow. 
great. Some reflection. Feels songbird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's actually a, a really kind of good way to talk about perseverance is that it is active reflection with positive motivation. Yeah, okay. You I like know. it. It's a shorter so, version of what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're always, you know, you're aware of where you've been with the intention of moving forward. Right. Right. It's and so and I think that you know, in in that that same kind of vein, as you are, you know, facing life's trials and tribulations, for for lack of a better phrase, mm-hmm. you know, you are able to stand up and say, "I am stronger than this. I'm better than this," and fight for something that you you really truly believe in, or something that you know you think can be good or important in the future and you know it, it it doesn't take a whole lot for perseverance all it takes is just that little spark of inspiration yeah right yeah so, so you know whether it starts as three guys sitting in a room talking about bourbon and basically just drinking all the time or you know two women sitting together trying to encourage other people yeah and and knowing that there is something that needs to be heard or needs to be said, you know, th- there is so much power behind perseverance. Yeah, th- right? I mean, there really is. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of it, it. It's really fun to kind of see, really, you know, on again on the opposite ends of the spectrum. You guys have been doing this since the first half of this year mm-hmm. of 2019. Yeah. We've now passed two years with, with our show. And I, I see that energy and that excitement and that perseverance with you guys. And I mean, they, they, when I ask people on the show, it's not because I'm like, you know, struggling for someone to be on. It's because I, I feel connected to what they're doing. That's great. And I, you know, yeah. it, it, maybe this is going to turn into an hour of me just gushing about, you know, how, how much I love what you guys are doing. With Look, Bourbon I'm Blondes, not bad but... at it. You can keep the compliments coming. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm usually not on the receiving end of compliments. Yeah. So I'm really thoroughly enjoying, <laughs> enjoying it. Thank it. you so much. So how, okay. And, and this was something that I really kind of struggled with initially, but how did you guys overcome that feeling of, are we just screaming into the void? <laughs> Is well, anybody listening? <laughs> well, we're still kind of asking that question. I still feel that way. <laughs> yeah, but, fair enough. Uh, but I, I don't, well, I don't know about you, but I think it's like, People like you and people. So um, Abby is our social media guru. So anytime that a lot of folks are interacting, it's usually, uh, well, it is with, it's not usually, it is with Abby. It's always uh, me. <laughs> I, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I think the connections that we've made with people is probably um, one of the, the biggest parts of it that makes us feel like we have purpose. Yeah. Um, I did have one girl at work say that she had listened to it, that her, um, boyfriend is a huge bourbon enthusiast. He lives in St. Louis. They both live in St. Louis. And she's like, I just listen to like learn a little bit more. And 
Honest, if, didn't she say that we talked about one of the restaurants here at the Midwestern and she like heard us talking about the drinks and the food and so she like suggested it for a date night and she's like it was a huge win like we went and he was so impressed that's and awesome. it was like yeah it's like little anecdotes like that even like my sister who lives in Nashville she'll call me after she listens to an episode on her way to work and she goes oh my god I loved when you said this this was great she's like I have to tell my friends and then like her friends started reaching out and we're like oh my god this is so great and it's just I, even my work people, like in my corporate office, are like, I can't believe you're doing this. That's so cool. So it's <laughs> even if like you don't listen and you just tell me it's a great idea. I'm like, great, cool. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And and it's too. I think it's the knowing that if you could just like impact if it's not just a bourbon, the influence of the bourbon. If it's also that's why we like adding the word in um, to give some mm-hmm. perspective on what Add we, to bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Like well, life. Yeah, about life and how we do things and if that helps one person. Like it just it feels really it feels really good to make an impact if that's how we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, and and the I I feel like the bourbon is the conduit mm-hmm. towards that, right? And you know, we, we talk so much on this show about how the community is centered around this one aspect or this one in in essence kind of small detail that does bring us all together and it's a shared experience and it's something that we can have common interest in or common thoughts about and the the fact that we are putting ourselves out there as podcasters as creative folk, creative-minded people. Yeah. You know, I I think that we allow that to that that conversation or that community to to grow a little bit. Absolutely. Right? But yeah. so you guys are a little bit more conversation focused. Correct. Right of, of than than we are uh in our podcast, but how has the bourbon aspect of your show kind of contributed to your growth or to the way that you've shaped uh, your show too? I mean, honestly, like right out of the gate, the bourbon community was probably our biggest supporters. Like bourbon is something that we bonded over. It's something we drink. In my opinion, when you pour yourself a glass of bourbon or you mix a cocktail, you're going to sit there and enjoy it. It's like a means to slow down. Everything around us is so fast. It has mm-hmm. to be done quick. It has to be efficient and everything. But it's like, no, I want to sit down and I want to have this conversation and focusing on the bourbon and learning about it and talking about it and going through the tasting on the show and all of that. It's kind of forced us to like, it almost sets the tone for the show. It's like, wow, we learned this. We discovered this. What did we learn about ourselves in the process? What do we want to talk about? How do we want to invite people in? And I mean, bourbon or no bourbon, it puts you in a position to like sit there and be patient and talk. And it's such a rare thing these days. Yeah. And I think that's how, when we framed out how we wanted the podcast to look like, we wanted it to be like we were hanging out, like me and her drink yeah, right. ha- having a drink having a conversation having mm-hmm. a deep conversation just like we would if we you know were at, at a bar yeah. yeah 
like how it all started at Brennan's. <laughs> we're just sitting there drinking, no phones, no nothing. We just like we're talking. Ab- and Abby's drunk idea. She's like, we should just start a podcast called Bourbon and Blondes. I was like, that's a good name. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds like. Um, have you guys ever watched How I Met Your Mother? Kind of oh. not really. My TVs are unplugged right now. Uh, no, I watched a few. I, well, I've watched a few Hulu episodes. Everything, but it, at one point, two of the characters are like, "We should start a bar," and that that <laughs> drunken idea of you know, well, there's I'm something so behind glad, this. But I'm so glad we didn't say bar. That's a oh. lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is like, very true. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, but I, I I do love that you know. It was that initial kind of bonding that that led to something more creative and led to something that, you know, you, you guys were able to throw out into the world. Yeah. You know? I and, mean, it's and- also kind of selfish. Like, we want to talk about our stories because, I mean, we've all been through things that we're like, wow, we just have to talk about this. It's almost like therapeutic, right? So we're just talking about our lives and it's over bourbon and it's just like, you know, this is great. It's selfish, almost to an extent, right? And it's like a fun, what you were saying about creative outlet in the sense of like, like writing the outline, for example, I think I've talked about that before where I start to like dig in and research and start, we, we both start talking about like words, uh, what like, words are appropriate for what the do whiskey they mean to us. Yeah. And what does it mean to us? And I don't know, it just kind of expands mind and thought. So it's kind of a growth opportunity too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and you know, in in this case, let's we can, you know, tie perseverance back into bourbon. Yeah, big time. Bourbon takes time, right? Right. I mean, it it's. I mean, unless you're genetically modifying how the the whiskey is produced, bourbon is not an overnight deal. I mean, it it does take seasons. It takes years. It takes patience and and failure. I I think that perseverance is kind of part of that it's you know allowing yourself the the time and the opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. right and i mean i i am i i've said this before i'm a very trial and error kind of learner right right so episode one is totally different from how episode 100 was. Oh, well, of course. You know, and, you and, learn and it, you grow. It, it's no in no small part to the fact that my brain goes, well, that worked a little bit, but the majority of it didn't work, so let's kind of regroup and figure this out and, you know, see what we can do to make this better and you know, with without allowing myself the headspace to think, I want to continue doing this. I want to persevere through this, push through this, and make it as good as it can be. You know, I, it, it would have just fallen on its face. And I feel like, you know, perseverance is not a negative adjective. Adjective? No. Yeah. No. Um, it's a verb. Verb? Yeah, I think it's a well, verb. Well, persevere is a verb, right? So, yeah, perseverance is an adjective then. Go with, your, one of go, with your, go with your gut. I am not <laughs> yeah, all right, sure. I was English an English language. major for a few years. Look, so. if you need help with math or numbers, <laughs> I'm your girl. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, okay, great, because I do not have that. I got an art degree, and I'm, yeah. Same, media communications. I, okay, well, I'm not I, like either of you. <laughs> I, I will say, to plug it back in, uh, to plug your business real quick, um, at, at what occurred to me when you were talking about Persevere, and you were talking about bourbon, and you are talking about businesses, why I think it's incredibly important, and I've taken a lot of uh, bourbon tours in Louisville, and I've taken some whiskey tours here in St. Louis as well, a lot of like you know, company owned, very small companies. Um, some of them larger, you know, if you go to some of the larger, like Jim Bean, Wood, Woodford and all those. But, um, I think taking a tour is so important to, and it touches on persevere because you understand the family's passion or the individual's passions. And a lot of times it's families. Um, passion behind the product like you'll walk through and you'll be looking at the barrels and they'll be telling you like the different picks and how they taste and there's just uh, there's such a a passion in you know like you said it's not something that happens overnight so it's something that you have to commit to multiple years of doing and continue on tasting you know it's multiple people who usually are involved in that but like doing the tastings and continuing to make choices and trust their gut yeah, of absolutely. how that tastes and how they need to alter it and how they need to change it or keeping it as is. Um, and it's usually not like, you know, 200 different tasters that go, it's just a handful of people that are making yeah. these decisions. So that's why I think tours it's sometimes with some tours, it's like, you've seen one, you've seen them all, but I, I was on, I guess I've probably seen about seven Louisville tours. And <laughs> so you have a habit. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, you know, some of them are better than others, but there's definitely ones where you can see such a passion um, for what they do. Yeah, and do you get to hear, like, how they've overcome, like, the obstacles in the family and, like, the setbacks and things like that. But like I was saying, you can, when you do a tour, and I experienced this at Jameson, like I got to hear about how they were able to keep the master distillers and the Coopers on site in their global headquarters distillery in familial lines. Like they were like, yeah, it was a challenge, but we were able to keep these jobs as like generations in a family, which I mean, for some, a company that's on that scale as Jameson is, it's, that was my favorite part. It's like, okay, you guys figured it out in a way to overcome certain obstacles and having to hire certain people and all of that. But you kept it in the family basically, which is kind of impressive in and of itself. Yeah. And and the fact that there is this kind of common shared interest within Mm -hmm. families too. I mean, that's, that's perseverance at its finest. Oh, 100%. I mean, we, we, we cannot not talk about the Jim Beam family. Mm-hmm. We, when we when we talk about perseverance, so there there was um w- one member of the family. Uh, here we go. So uh, Jeremiah Beam, mm-hmm. um, who was the master distiller um, in the early 1900s at uh, the Jim Beam Company, um, <laughs> would drive home every day with a jar of yeast. Really? Yes. So that was just in case. The distillery burned down. You're kidding. So no, 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 no. Every single day he would take a strain of yeast in a jar, drive home with it, 
and drive it back to work too. Well, if, if I you know, was his wife, I'd be like, you're suit. crazy. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but the fact that, you know, he, he had that vision. And I think that's another big thing about perseverance is that you have a vision for mm-hmm. your project or for your future. And it's, it, it, I think it's kind of something that, and I, I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to get like too, you know, hoity-toity or anything, but I think that's something that, you know, is kind of lost in this day and age is that, you know, there is no perseverance. There is no, you know, you know, desire to push through obstacles and, and everything. And, you know, it, it it really is not always easy. What do you call the stamp? Because uh, I was going to bring this up. What do you call the number that they give to a distillery? Like the DSP? It- is that it the sp like it's the number and there's like twelve thousand. because i was gonna bring up that there was two um distilleries that i know of so nelson's greer i think in nashville and yeah. and then greenbrier yeah greenbrier and then um peerless both had uh family members that tried to get their number back mm-hmm. from when they were i don't know producing in the 1800s or the 19 early yeah, 1900s right. And uh, yeah, that's a perfect example of perseverance. Anyway, I was did trying they to get the numbers back. Yeah, though? they both oh, got okay. the numbers back. Um, they did. Yeah, you're it like was, nodding. Like I have no idea because it was one was like in the double digits, another one was in the triple. You know, like a hundred. Oh, so they were early. Yeah, because mm. now there's like twelve thousand or something crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How, however many there are. Yeah, it's all those stupid 24, distilleries ruining the game. <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Anyway, so I, it, it's not a super, like, long conversation to be had about it. But, you know, in, just kind of in the style of Bourbon and Blondes, you know, perseverance, I think, is crucial to anything that you feel passionate about. 100%. Right. Right? Yeah. And, you know, there, there are no small stones. No, they're like boulders. <laughs> What was that? Pianos falling from the sky. I said, I said they're. It's like a cartoon. Okay, I was still trying to stick with the rock theme. I said they're like boulders. So okay, not pianos all right, falling from oh, the sky, but close yeah, enough. I got you now. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I really, really want to encourage people to go and listen to Bourbon and Blondes because. Not only is it a fun, you know, look at, you know, a a way to have a conversation around just hanging out and drinking bourbon and then talking about things that are important to you, but also it's motivational. Thank you. Really and truly it is motivational and you're, you're welcome. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I, I, again, you know, it's something that I, I talk about all the time, but, um, I do, you know, struggle with anxiety and depression. You know, it's just I mean, honestly, that is... everybody does. <laughs> yeah, and it it's just part of my Same. story and I I I talk about it because you know, it should be normalized and Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, and and having something that is you know, out there in in the public, especially in this culture in this community 
that is built around encouragement Mm -hmm. is important, you know, and I'll go ahead and plug a little bit, you know, I will have talked about it already, but um, we do have our Movember campaign uh, coming up here in in a couple of days where we're raising money for Movember and for men's health and men's uh, uh, mental health and everything. So we love this. Yeah, we're doing it. We're actually doing it as well. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's exactly what came to mind when you said that was Movember because it's for I think it's prostate health and then mental health, so men's uh, suicide, suicide awareness. awareness Holy which, freaking crap! That is amazing. Yeah, which, November sixteenth in St. Yeah. Louis, we're doing a big Ball- like beard contest event with a, a venue here, Ballpark Village. So if uh, anyone listening or you will be around. On yeah, Saturday, come. November 16th, Ballpark Village, I, downtown. I might just come on up to no, or, uh, to St. Louis. It's what, that. like a four-hour drive? You got this? Come on. Not to sound yeah, weird, but there's... We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, but there, I think that I might have wait, to come Wait, wait. And... Tell us more about uh, what you're doing for your fundraiser. Yeah. Like, how are you guys structuring it? So it, it's really all um, it's all online-based, mm-hmm. um, right? Uh, but folks are going to get, uh, I guess we're going to work. We'll do the whole advertisement for it now. Um, yeah, why not bring it on? <laughs> so if you donate, uh, even just as much as like $1, um, you have the opportunity to ask a question, uh, where, we'll, where we will do like an exclusive, um, Q and a, uh, for awesome. people who donate, uh, we're going to have some prizes as well, which include like. So people will get things like, you know, a, a sample flight that I've handpicked for them as well. Um, working on maybe a fundraising event where uh, we have a private screening of the movie Neat. I don't know if you guys have Yes. Oh, my God. That. I saw that. It's great. Yeah, it is absolutely yeah. fantastic. And uh, Freddie Johnson, who is a, uh, uh, a tour guide at Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. uh, is a huge, huge part of that. I'm trying to figure out a way to include him in that awesome. as well. Um, but it, it, it's really, you know, solely internet based or network based. I love that. Um, That's so great. So, you know, I figured, you know, with the podcast, it's all online. Yeah. yeah send us well well yeah. yeah, exactly. Send us That's over our the main link. Platform, so. We'll post it. Anyway. Yeah. That's so great. I love it. Yeah. So, anyway. Bourbon and Blondes is, you know, a, a great source of encouragement and inspiration. And I think that you guys are doing a great job with your show. And Thank you. please, please, please persevere and continue doing this show. Oh, we please. will. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Because I really yes. do look forward to it every week. And I, I, I enjoy it so awesome. much. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I'm going to try not to gush too much, as I said. No, it's okay. You can. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, very, very well done. I think that does it for this conversation for the episode, but we're not quite done yet. Uh, we do still have our infamous segment, Tips and Bits, where we recommend something. So it doesn't necessarily have to be bourbon. Um, I mean, if you've been watching something or reading or listening to something or you know anything you want somebody to you know go and check out, uh, you guys can recommend that. So what would your all's tips and bits be for this week? Tips and bits for this week. Um, ooh. You know, that's a great question. 
I'll ha- I'll I will start. Oh, Elena's uh, got it up here ready. I she had, pulled it up by her phone. I had to Google it really quick. Um, the usually non-prepared one. <laughs> I am reading a book right now um, that is definitely not bourbon related, but it is inspirational. Um, it's, okay. And it's very hippy dippy. So I a crunchy. <laughs> huh? It's a little crunchy. It's a little granola. But it's um it's by Sean Corn. It's a female. Sean spelled with an E. Uh, last last letter an E, not an E in the middle. Anyway, um, it's called <laughs> Sean. It's but S- not in that order. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> it's called Revolution, <laughs> Revolution of the Soul. Um, I hate reading books. Unlike Abby, who loves reading books. Thank you. Um, I'm a nerd. We know. Yeah, but I <laughs> I don't have the patience to read them, but this one talks about like she she talks about her struggles and her trials and tribulations of life and struggling with just like her ego and her life issues and her trauma in the past. So I think it's pretty relevant to just about anyone. And I don't think you have to do yoga, but I think you just have to be like self-aware and sometimes you have to dig in deep and you right. have to take a moment. And even having just conversations with people help you better un- understand yourself. And someone said to me this week, they're like, if you don't understand yourself, then nobody else can get to know you. And oh, um, wow. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Dang. <laughs> Well, deep for uh, <laughs> for like 10, 10 p.m. at night, but you Shoot, know, a little bit of, it's a little bit of whiskey thoughts Where for you. Where is the rest right. of my <laughs> This is my bourbon podcast. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I am like addicted to reading it right now about like talking about trauma and healing and mental health and just like working through your shit and like not being okay. Which you said like nothing like especially in I think women talk about it more because mental health is an easier topic with women and it's like just a, naturally it's, more open about it. Well, and yeah. there's just a lot of shame associated and, uh, mm-hmm. w- with men, um, with talking about mental health and not being okay and just talking about emotions in general. So I think this is probably, um, I guess this is my, my little hot thing for this, this, uh, past Elena's few weeks. hot take. Yep. Her <laughs> tips and, and my tidbits. Hot takes. Wait, what are we calling it? Tidbits, tips and tips and tips what? and bits is the T- name of the tips and bits. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get those tips. You know, letters mixed tips, up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, people have done that before. So we're gonna, <laughs> I feel like that's super inappropriate with a show that's bourbon it's and fine. blonde. It's fine. <laughs> Cut it out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right abby please tell us what's your tips and bits for this so week. funny because i thought you meant money tips until right now wow <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right okay oh, so i'm gonna man. start talking stop <laughs> um okay so my uh tip for the week it's a uh, a little bit of a humble brag. So I'm vice chair of a Young Friends board here for Jazz St. Louis. It is a music venue, but it's also a nonprofit. And what we do is we raise money for music education in the city. So all of the money we raise through our shows and through our fundraisers goes back to free music education for all the kids in the city. So schools, kids who come and want to learn music. For me, this is a big deal because... I was given the opportunity to learn an instrument and I didn't take it. But um, when you look at testing on a kid, it's so important that they diversify what they learn. And when a kid learns music, their behavior in the classroom, their analytical skills, their math and science skills, they double. 
it's like off the charts mm-hmm. how they do on their testing and that will help them in their education and persevere and then at the end of every season so our season starts in the fall ends in the spring we give out about three or four full ride scholarships for our high school students who have come and trained with the world-renowned jazz the artists who come and play with us and that is amazing you know it's just a really cool organization and education for kids who don't have access to equal education that's like my jam um so i love what they do and i love being a part of it and that's uh Check them out. If you're ever in St. Louis, come to Jazz St. Louis show. Hit me up, Bourbon and Blondes. I'll take you, buy you a drink, and uh, we'll have a good time. There you go. All right. So yeah. I I cannot not endorse that to being a musician myself. I mean, like, it just... Yeah! It, it just... It resonates so much with me that, you know, the arts are supported in public schools, and mm-hmm. I, it's... It just keeps getting cut. Yeah, it yeah. really does, and it's so, so frustrating, mm-hmm. and it's not a conversation to be had right this second, but another um, day. arts should be supported in, in public schools, I think, and, you know, with, without, you know, that encouragement and, and that support in high school, I wouldn't have felt like I was creative enough to do something like this. That's so huge. Right? Yeah. You know, and it, it's not that, you know, everybody has to, uh, an, an arts degree does not necessarily mean that you're a painter that's struggling to no. live off the fat of the land or Not or even a little, no. But it can mean that, you know, you are creative minded. And I, I think that's something that should be nurtured. So I guess my tips and bits this week are support creative minds. <laughs> I like it. Check out Creative Mornings. I don't know if it's in the area, but our girlfriend, uh, Samantha Smagala, here in St. Louis, helps uh, head. It's all over the country. It's all over but, the world. Yeah, and So Far Sounds. I would say, so Creative Mornings Oh, is, yeah, you should bring So Far Sounds to Lexington. Yeah, if it's yeah. not, it, you'd be surprised. It may already be. It's, like, all over. It was in Columbia. I was, like... We but, just basically geek out anytime somebody <laughs> starts talking about creative stuff, which is wild because I'm a numbers person. Like, I'm anti creativity like in my career (laughs) but I think that's so that's the beauty of creative mornings is they talk about like you don't have to be a graphic designer you don't have to be a musician you don't have to be this to be creative like I think at a certain part of your life we were told like creativity was like a negative thing like having an imagination have an imaginary friend was like a negative thing and so it's like, well, maybe I'm you should sorry. have an imaginary friend as an adult. I mean, hey, do you? But um, <laughs> I said that literally came out of my mouth, and I was like thinking of skit, skit. Anyway, like that's not a, maybe a, not a good example. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is but what, creative mornings is great. Yeah, creative mornings um, is awesome. Love, and we so love far, supporting creativity, amazing. like because in creativity you get to be your whole self, right? Like that is Absolutely. your expression oh of who gosh. you are, and it's yeah. That is Don't such be afraid a great way of putting that. that. Yeah, you get to show people who you are. Just when you are authentically creative. who you are, every piece of you <sighs> is right there up front, and it is so underrated and it is so underappreciated. So you know, go go get your imaginary friend. Persevere, <laughs> <laughs> persevere, and be creative <laughs> with your imaginary friend. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I 
just want to note that as a child, I tried to have an imaginary friend so hard and I could not create one. And I was pissed. (laughs) That is so sad. It's the saddest thing I've heard in a long time. Like, how do you try I mean, and have an imaginary friend? Your imaginary friend could have been real. anything. It could have been a like, rock. It could have been parents. a dragon. It could have been a stick that you found walking down the street. And you were like, they literally I just can't don't think exist. <laughs> I would search my parents' closets and I'm like, I still can't find it. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Okay, That's a great anyway. way to end this episode, you know? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I couldn't find my measuring friend. Well, they don't exist, so. (laughs) All right. Anyway, Abby and Elena, thank you all so much for being on this week's episode. Where can people find you on social media and where can people find your podcast? Um, Our podcast is available on all podcast platforms, supposedly. I don't know. Apple and Spotify are the big ones. And then uh, Instagram is probably our best social media because I prefer it. Um, and it's at bourbon and blondes. So it's spelled out bourbon and and blondes. So stalk us, love us, and uh, listen. It's not often that people encourage stalking. <laughs> we, we don't have We've branded our, our podcast after what we look like. I think we're kind of asking for it. <laughs> All right, fair she enough. Can, <laughs> she can speak for herself. <laughs> You're not on our social media. Well, Good I'm point. the one who's stalking. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> and I'm the one with the imaginary friend. <laughs> uh, if you would like to follow up with me personally, I am at PRitter1492 on all social media platforms. If you want to follow up with the show, it is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, if you could give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes, that would be fantastic. We really do appreciate that. Um, I do have a review to read out this week. As I said, we were going to start doing here. Um very soon. Wow, we should have left a review for you to read. <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't have that been special? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, this looks familiar. <laughs> uh, this is from J Newman 60. Uh, it says, Great podcast. I really enjoy this podcast. Perry has a warm, genuine quality that makes him easy to listen to. The show is knowledgeable about bourbon and its culture without any pretense. Just like his Perry pours, you will leave the podcast with more than you came with. Jay Newman 60, thank you so much uh, for putting in that review. If you would like to hear your own review read out on the show, please, please, please do that. Uh, We will be happy to read that out on next week's episode. Uh, If you have questions or comments, you can send them to thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you if you have something that you would like for us to know or read about. If you are not yet a part of our Facebook group, you can head to facebook.com and search for this is my bourbon group and they're just a couple of questions and we will make sure that you are a part of that it is a whole lot of fun we just kind of shoot the breeze about bourbon and about the podcast and uh, it's a fun little community and then last but not least patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast if you are not yet a supporter of the show and you are able to do so for as little as a dollar a month uh, we would love for you to uh, be a part of that community, too. There are uh, so many benefits that you get. Uh, you get things like bonus episodes. You get Hangouts uh, via Google. You get uh, some live streams exclusively for uh, those patrons as well. So if you would like to uh, head over there and uh, be a part of that community and uh, get some of those rewards as well 
Again, that is patreon.com slash podcast. Goodness gracious, Abby and Elena, thank you all so much. Thanks thank for you. This episode. This is so much fun. Everybody go listen to Bourbon and Blondes. It's so much fun. It's such a great show. Appreciate you all listening to this episode. We'll see you next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my Bourbon Podcast. Bye.